<coughs> okay, so we're up to Lamed Chesam and Beis. Um, we're continuing in the teaching of Rav. Rav's opinion is that if you're Makdish and Evid, so if you say that the he- the Evid is Hegdish, so we said, obviously there's a couple options of what you meant. Now, either you meant that the Evid, you can't mean that the Evid should actually become holy because he's not a carbon. So you're going to say, you mean the monetary value. You're just obligating yourself to give the monetary value. The problem is you didn't say that. So Rob said, it must be that what you mean when you say that is that's your way of, uh, of re- releasing him to be free, and you want him to be holy, meaning you want him to join the holy people. That's Rob's opinion. But we brought Tanoim that disagreed, and they felt, no. Rav Tanahu Polik, that there are those that disagree with Rav, and they say, no, that when you're Makdish and Eved, they don't think that that's your way of freeing him. Rather, what you must mean is that you're transferring the rights to sell him to the be- to the Beis Hamikdash. It's a machlekes as to what 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 happens if you're Makdish and Evid. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says like this. Tashma two lines on the bottom. Hamakdish Avdoi. If you're Makdish in Evid, He's allowed to continue eating, meaning it's not considered me'ila, right? Me'ila means that something that belongs to the base, something that you're not out of personal use. So if you're makdish the evid, the evid can continue, you know, making eggs and eating it, then it's not considered uh, benefiting from the uh, from himself, which belongs to the base. Why? Because the assumption is that when you're makdish an evid, you're not actually being makdish the evid himself. You're just transferring the rights of sale and his rights financially. To the base amigdash, lehikdash aladamav. That, uh, meaning that you're not makdish, you're not makdish the eved legamri. Lehikdash aladamav. The way um, Rashi explains, lehikdash aladamav, it means that you're just giving the value to the base amigdash. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Now. Okay. Point is, what do you see from here? You see, this is not like Rav, right? Because according to Rav, when you mark Dish and Evid, he goes free. This is clearly not free. So the Gemara says, Hamani Rav Meirhi. The answer is this Brisa, which says that when you mark Dish and Evid, it means you're requiring yourself to give the financial value of the Evid. You're giving over the financial responsibilities of the Evid to the Beis Hamikdash. That follows Rav Meir, meaning it could be. That this is obviously not like Rav. This follows our mayor. What's our mayor sheet? Mayor Shita is has to do with Erechen. That if a person says something, we assume that he does not want to say things that are empty. If we're able to interpret his words in a real way, we always will. So it has to do with the words of Erechen. Erechen is a certain value that each person has, not based on his slave market, just a certain value. The Erech of a baby. Oh, uh, erech of a person only begins when they're 30 days old. Less than 30 days old, there is no Erech. So let's say a person says, Erech, the Erech of a less than 30-day-old baby I'm going to give. So what does it mean? So it's the Rabbanon say it means nothing, right? You, you said it was gibberish. It has no meaning. Rav Meir says, no, Ein Adam which means that what he says has meaning. And therefore, what does it mean? So it can't mean Erechen. It means that the value of a, a, new, a newborn on the slave market. Okay. The point is, we always try to interpret your words to have meaning. So too over here, when you're Makdish, you're Eved, to the Beis HaMikdash, 
Rameir wants to try to interpret in the in the most real way. So he doesn't want to say like Rav that he goes free because that's just basically interpreting it that he's not being Makdish the Eved. He's just saying he becomes part of the Jewish people. So this Brisa which says you're giving your value that Davka follows Rav Meir. This is another Moitzitvarlebatola. So we could interpret it that way. But if you disagree with Rav Meir, then you would agree with Rav. If you disagree with Rav Meir, that then then his words his words don't mean this. So it could work with Rav. So Hachanami Mistabra, the Gemara says, I think it makes sense that <coughs> this uh, Brisa follows her mayor. The Tani Seva, because the end of the Brisa is Hu The Brisa then ends off by saying, so too it is with a free person. If let's say a free person is Makdish Damov, if he's Makdish himself to the base Amigdash, he's allowed to continue working and benefiting from himself. There's no problem, Mi'ila. All you intend to, is to give over your value. Says the Gemara, Amrit he Shapir, if you understand this of a mayor, that we're not just going to interpret your words, we're going to try to make sure that your words have meaning. So, therefore, both the case where you're Makdish yourself or you're Makdish in Ebed, we can't take it on face value because people are not holy. Rather, what it means is you're, you're giving over your value of your 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 value to the base on Makdish. So you have to pay your value of a slave, the, the value of yourself. Then it makes sense. But if you actually hold like the Rabbana, which is we take your words specifically, then then it doesn't make sense. You see, this Brisa says that if you're Makdish and Eved, it doesn't go free. So it's not like Rav, but it says that you have to give the value. So who is this like? So the Gemara says it must be Rav Meir. Because if you go with his words, it would probably work with Rav, that he just means it to be free. This goes to the mayor that we're going to reinterpret your words to be the closest things to have purpose. So we want to make it that you actually are being maktish something to the Besamikdash. We can't take your words at face value because no one is maktish a person. It must be giving the value of the Besamikdash. It must be Rav Meir. That makes sense because the end of the price is that if a free person says, I'm giving my, I'm maktish myself, I also have to give my value to the Besamikdash. See, that works according to Rav Meir because according to Rav Meir, we will always try to interpret your words in the closest thing possible to have meaning. So I'm a free person. You see, a slave has a market value. I'm a free person. What do I have to do? I don't have any market value. I don't have any monetary rights that, to give over. But yet, we're saying in the Braissa that if I say I'm Magdish myself to the base I'm Magdish, I have I'm, I am giving over my financial value. That works according to our mayor. If you disagree with our mayor and you go with literally the way people talk, the way what I meant, that if I'm Magdish myself, I couldn't mean anything. I'm not a slave. I don't have any value. So wh- why would I have to? It should be that it's empty and meaningless. The fact that it's something means it follows our mayor. Recording stopped. Okay, fine. The Gemara says, Lema Kitanoi. I think it could be a Machlekes Tanoim as to if you're Makdish and Eved, whether the Hegdish allows him, do we say that that it is he is holy? Or do you say like Rav that he goes free? So Lema Kitanoi, I think it's a Machlekes Tanoim because the Brisa says, Ha Makdish Avdoi, if you're Makdish and Eved, ain Moilin Boy, there's no problem of Me'ila, meaning you're allowed to benefit from the Eved and there's no Isser of Me'ila. Rav Shem Gamliel says there is me'ila on his hair. And you can use his body, you can't use his hair. So you have a machloikis, whether there's me'ila on the hair of an evan. So my lab, what's the machloikis about? It must be, it's tali in the shayla. Mar savar kaddish, mar savar leik kaddish. The machloikis of whether there's me'ila, is not just whether there's me'ila. Right? When I say there's machloikis of me'ila, that sounds like it's holy, but they argue whether there's a technicality, whether there's an Isra Me'ila of using. The answer is no. The Machloikis is whether an Evid could be holy. 
So do we say if you're Makdash and Eved, does he become holy and therefore there would be Me'ila on his hair? Or do you say he's not holy and he goes free? So it could be this Machloikas is this Machloikas Tanoim is the same Machloikas before. So the Gemara says, Vitizbra, wait a minute. Hi, Moilin by Vein Moilin by Hakadish Vein Kadish by So why did. So you're telling me when they argue about whether it's Me'ila, it's really an argument about whether whether the consecrating the Eved makes him holy. So just say that's the Machloikas. Instead of saying they argue about whether it's Me'ila, say they argue about whether there's holiness. El Rather, it must be everyone agrees that if you're Magdish and Eved, we, we disagree with Rav, he doesn't go free, it means that you're giving his rights to be sold over to the Beis HaMikdash. Everyone agrees there is a level of holiness now. So what's the Machloikas about? The Machloikas is whether in Eved in general could have the Isra Me'ila. The Isra Me'ila does not apply to land, it only applies to movables. The Machloikas is, is a slave considered movables or is it considered land? If it's considered land, there's no Me'ila. If it's considered movables, there is Me'ila. So Rashim Me'ila says there's an Isra Me'ila on his hair, it's because he looks at a slave as a movable property and therefore there's an Isra Me'ila. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, Yahachi, if you're telling me that Rashim Me'ila really holds, that there's an Isra Me'ila on a slave in general, then why are they arguing about his hair? Rabbi Shem says there's Me'ila on his hair, but now we're saying it's really in general, whether a slave in general, his 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 whole essence, whether it's an Isra Me'ila, so it's nothing to do with his hair. There will be an Isra Me'ila according to Rabbi Shem not just on his hair, on his feet, on anything he does. So why are you saying hair? According to this, it's not a machleikus about hair or body. It's in general whether a slave has Me'ila or not. So the Gemara says, rather, Rather, everyone agrees a slave could become holy, and everyone agrees a slave is like move is like land. So there's no Me'ila on a slave. So what's the machleikus? The machleikus is whether the hair of a slave, which is meant to be caught, is considered disconnected. Meaning, the body of a slave is considered like land. There's no Me'ila. The machleikus is, how do you look at hair? Is what do you say about hair which is meant to be cut? One opinion feels the Tanakama Rishim Gamliel feels that hair that's meant to be cut is already cut in halach. It's as, we look at it as if it's already cut, and therefore there's an iser mi'ila on the hair. And the Tanakama disagrees. So the Gemara says, So now it turns out there's about whether we look at the hair of an Eved as if it's disconnected because it's going to be cut. This seems to be the same machlekes tanoim as follows. We generally know there's a concept called which means that if you ask me, if you claim I owe you $100, and I say I, own, I owe you $50, I have to swear. The halacha is, you do not have to biblically swear if you're on land. It's dafka on movables, not on land. So the Tanan, Rameir says there are certain items that are like land, but not like land, meaning they're not like land that you, you don't have to swear, or that you have to swear. So you don't swear on land, but this is not like land, so you have to swear. But the Macham disagree. What is the Machlegas about? You come to me and you say, I lent you, I, I, I sold you, or I gave you 10 grapevines attached to the ground. And you respond, you only gave me five. So there's an argument about five grapevines, who they belong to. Rameir says you have to swear. Now again, you don't swear on land. These are grapevines growing from the ground. The Chum disagree. They say no, grapevines which are attached to the ground are treated as the ground. So there's a is about how you perceive grapevines which are growing from the ground. 
the case specifically is where the grapes are ready to be plucked, and the machlekes is where the grapes that are ready to be plucked are considered like the ground, in which case there's no shvuah, or detached from the ground, and there is a shvuah. So the machlekes about hair, about whether hair that's meant to be cut is like it's caught, is very similar to the machlekes about whether grapes that are meant to be cut are like they're cut. So it seems to be the same machlekes. The says no. I feel the tamer of mayor. The argument about grapes is because the reason why Ramir says that grapes that are meant to be cut are already cut is because if you leave grape, grapes on the vine for too long, they'll turn into raisins, they'll get ruined. So you have to cut them. You're forced to cut them. There's pressure to cut them. Hair, there's no pressure to cut hair. You can leave them on for as long as you want, and it gets stronger as long as you want, it gets healthier as long as it's on. So therefore, it could be they argue about grapes, but they don't argue about the argument is not related to hair, because grapes are meant to be cut. Hair you could leave on, and it'll stay strong, so therefore, it's too, they're too unrelated. When Rav Chibar Yosef came to Eretz Yisrael, he told Rav Yechon the following teaching of Rav, that teaching of Rav was that if you're mafkir, you're eved, it goes free. If you mafk your Evid, Yotzel Lecheres. Amr Lei, so Rav Yechon responded, Amr Rav, Rav, Rav said this, meaning Rav Yechon seemed to be shocked that Rav said that if you mafk your Evid, he goes free. Also, the Gemara says, V'huloi Amr Rachi, wait a minute, why is Rav Yechon shocked? Amr Ulo Amr Rav Yechon, Rav Yechon said the same thing. Ha-mafkir Avde Yotzel Lecheres, V'tzarek Yedashikra. Rav Yechon said the same thing, if you mafk your Evid, he goes free, but you have to write a bill of emancipation. So why is Rav Yechon so shocked that Rav said this? That's Mamish Rav Yechon and Shita. He shouldn't be shocked at all. He should be the only one that like is very comfortable with this. So the answer is, Hachi Kamerle, Amr Rav Kavasi. When Rav Yechon was shocked, it wasn't that he was shocked by the ruling. He was shocked, like pleasantly surprised that Rav, Ye- that Rav agreed with him. He was like, oh, Rav agrees with me? That's great. The Ikadami, some of a different version, Loisaimu Kame. No, some have a different version that, that they told Rabbi Yechonon that Rav says that if you're Mafkir and Ebed, he goes free, which Rabbi Yechonon would agree with. What Rabbi Yechonon was questioning is what about the last part? Do you need a bill of emancipation? So he says, And, and Rabbi Yechonon was saying, he, he was shocked because he hadn't heard about the, the need for a bill of emancipation. You need a document, right? felt that if you're he goes free, but you need to get shikhar. One point to make before we continue, the concept of needing a bill of emancipation is because an evid really has two parts to be free. One is the, the you have to release him financially, that he's no longer your property, he doesn't have to work for you. And then there's a second part, which is to allow him to marry a Jew. Right, because he already brismila, he already went to the mikvah before. Part of the process of freeing him is that to allow him to marry a Jew. The machlekes is if you're mafker and evid, he's definitely when you're mafker him, he's no longer your financial property. So financially, he's separated. The question is, uh, d- does he need anything else to allow him to marry a Jew? Regarding the iser, is the iser also removed by hafker? That would be totally in the shail of whether he needs a bill of emancipation. Kufa, Amar Ula, Amar Rav Yechanan, Ula said the name of Yechanan, Hamafker Abde Yatzlacheris, if you mafker an Ebed, he goes free, with Sarket Shikhar, but you need a bill of emancipation to allow him to marry a Jew. Eswe, Rav Abba, Rav Abba asked Akasha, you're telling me that you need a get, Shikhar, you need a, a, a document that he's free. Eswe, Rav Abba, Ula, Rav Abba asked Ula the following Kasha. Ger Shemes, if let's say you have a ger that dies. So when a ger dies, he has no family members because there's no one related to him. So what happens to inheritance? People just grabbed his stuff. 
Now, amongst his stuff that became Hefker when he died, he had slaves. So the Brisa says, Whether the slaves are above Bar Mitzvah, below Bar Mitzvah, non-Jewish slaves, they're free. Because when he died, they became Hefker, they're automatically free. Abishol Oimer, Abishol says, No, I agree with you. Abishol says, I only agree that they're free if they're above Bar Mitzvah, because they're old enough to acquire themselves. So they acquire themselves by through the death of their master, but if they're below Bar Mitzvah, they're still property, and anyone who grabs them can keep them. But what do you see from here? You have a Ger who dies. By him dying, it's basically Hefker. His slaves go free. Everyone agrees that above Bar Mitzvah slaves go free. So what do you see from here? You see there's no bill of the, the emancipation, right? Rav Yochanan said that if you mafker an Evid, he goes free, but you need to give him a star. Over here, there's no star, and they're free, and 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 death is like Hefker. So v'chimikasav get shicher le'elu. So Rav Abba asked Ula, where's the bill of emancipation? I thought you need a document. Over here, there's no document. So, Amr, demi haim rabban and kedolei gamri in Ula said, uh, it looks to me like you've never learned before. Meaning, uh, he was shocked that he asked the kasha. Again, what's the kasha? You're telling me that if you're mafker and evid, you need a shtar. Over here, the ger dies, that's like hefker, and there's no shtar. The answer is, there's a big difference between the owner being mafker you and the owner dying. Dying is more of a separation. Meaning, when the owner is mafker you, that's just separate, but he's still alive, that's just separating financially. You need a bill to, to finish it. Death is stronger. Why? I'll prove it to you. When it comes to divorce, right? When it comes to, to, to when it comes to a woman, right? If a woman's married, how could the husband separate? He could either give her a get, right? Or death. You see, death is like a like a full separation. You don't need a get. So to over here, if a slave, your mafker and evid, you could either give him a get or you could die. Those are the two. But you see that death is stronger than just hefker. So hefker generally you need a get, a bill of emancipation. But if the guy dies, then that itself is all you need. The Gemara says. He's treating a slave like a wife. Just like a wife is free when the husband dies, even though there's no divorce document. So to an evid also is free without a divorce document, without a bill of emancipation if the owner dies. So the, when the ger dies, that's not just a hefker, that's like an ultra hefker. It's like a d- death of a husband. The wife goes free. So let me ask you a kasha. That's true by a ger because there's no heirs, there's no relatives. But Stam, every time that someone dies, let's say a guy, a regular Jew who has children, he has sons, he dies. Shouldn't all the slaves go free? Because by the hus- by the father the father dying, it's mafker, and it's not just a hefker, it's a complete severance. So why aren't the children, why aren't the slaves go free? Why did they go to the children? Why isn't it a separation? So the Gemara says, <laughs> The answer is, <laughs> The difference is, the Pasuk says, that they shall go as an inheritance. You're right, when the when the master dies, you'd think that that would be a half credit, but the Torah says that they travel, They it's not a severance because he has children, therefore the, the slaves continue based on the inheritance to the children. So the Gemara says, Yochi, <laughs> Wait a minute. What happens if you're Mafker and Evid, so we said you need to give a bill of emancipation, and then you die, you shouldn't need to do anything. Because by Mafker him, you're already separating them financially. The death should separate the rest. So he says, okay. So how do you know that that's not true? Alam Amr Amemar, Amemar had a shita that if you're Mafker Evda, you mace, Oise Evid Enoi Takana. Amemar felt that if you're Mafker and Evid and then you die, the, the slave can never go never marry a Jew. Why? When you mafker Eved, you sever the financial part. But Amemar feels you still need a divorce document. When you die, 
that's not a full severance according to Amemar, and you can't give the document. So you're telling me that death is a full severance over here. The guy died, and it's not severing it enough, and you need the document, but you can't give it because the guy died. So what you're teaching is not like Amemar. See, he says, yeah, the Amemar Kasha, you're right, I'm not like Amemar. Okay. Two Amemar are allowed to argue with each other. The Gemara continues. The halacha follows Abishol that when a ger dies, only his adult bar mitzvah slaves go free. The young ones, um, the young ones uh, continue on their property, and whoever grabs them can keep them. We paskin like um, Abishol. That's what Shuvan Levi said. So. They're quoting Rabbi Shubham Levi as saying the halacha follows Abishol. Go to the next page. So he said, Did you actually hear Abishol or Rabbi Shubham Levi say we pass him like Abishol? Or did you hear a shir from Rabbi Shubham Levi and you're figuring it out? Now, the reason this is because there's a major difference between Rabbi Shubham Levi telling you something directly or you're inferring it because anytime you're inferring it, you could be wrong. So he said, Did you actually hear him say that we pass him like, like Abishol or did you figure it out? So he says, My Klala, how could I have figured it out? I mean, what was an example of Yeshub and Levi saying something that could have led me to the inference that we pass him like Abishol? Dumb Rabbi Shub and Levi, Rabbi Shub and Levi said, Amr of Rebbe. They said in front of Rebbe the following case He had a person who had a slave, and I guess the slave was lost. And the person said to Rebbe, I'm miyayish from ever getting my slave back. Mahu, what's the halacha? So, Amr lehem, oimer ani, ain le takana. So, he said, so Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, I think ain le takana el bishtar. You need to give an emancipation document. Vam, Rabbi Yechanan, my time is the Rebbe. And Rabbi Yechanan said, what's the reason of Rebbe? Again, this is all Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi telling over this narration. Hold on one second. Yeah, so Rabbi Shulman Levi is saying in the name of Rebbe that they once told Rebbe that uh, a person said, I, I'm Yayish from ever getting my slave back, and Rebbe said, you have to give him uh, an emancipation document. Okay, meaning you're mafker, right, by you being Yayish, you're mafker, but you still need an emancipation document. Okay. Vamar of Yochan, of Yochan clarified. My timer of Yochan said, Why, what's the reason of Rebbe? Gomer la la isha. Because we compare... Uh, a slave to a woman, Ma'isha just like a, a woman needs a divorce document to get, Av Evanami Bishtar. Okay. What does this have to do with Abishol? Again, Abishol is talking about a case where a, a ger dies and he leaves above bar mitzvah children. Are they, uh, it says the Gemara, and you could have deduced from as follows, Ki'isha. That an Evid is like an Isha, says Rabbi Yishuvan Levi. Ma'isha isura v'leimemayna. Just like, when a woman, you see, a slave has two relationships. He has a financial relationship, and he has an Issa relationship. Issa to marry a Jew. A woman to her husband only has one. She doesn't have any financial responsibility. It's not like he owns her. It's all Issa, right? Their whole marriage is that she can't marry someone else. So you're comparing an Evid to a woman. So take it a step further. Ma'isha... Just like a woman, the get removes the iser, but not the finance, because there is no financial ownership. So to an evid also, the divorce, the emancipation bill just separates iser and not mammon. So what does what does it have to do with Abishal? Look at Rashi, the the first uh, thin line. Kadaikas mina, kivan because Rebbe is comparing an evid to a woman. Loi Iri Rebbe Ella Bimafker Evid Godel, Shiesh Yad Liknois Atzmai, 
we assume that Rebbe is only talking about an adult person who's able to free himself, an adult slave. Meaning, we assume. Hold on one second. Recording stuss. So basically, it's like this. Rebbe was saying that when you're miyayish, you need to give a document because it's comparable to a woman. He was obviously talking about an adult slave because an adult slave because he's comparing it to a woman. A woman only has one relationship for her husband, and that's Isser. So therefore, he's also comparing it to a slave that only has one relationship, which is Isser. What about the money part? The money part went away because when you're Mafker, the Evid, he acquires himself financially, so therefore the financial part is taken care of. Now, Rebbe is obviously not referring to a Katan because a Katan is not able to acquire himself. So a Katan, when you're Mafker or Miyayish a Katan, he still has both relationships. He still has both issues that the get needs. So when Rebbe is comparing a woman to a slave, he's referring to an adult slave only. And therefore, what Rebbe is saying is like this. Therefore, Rashi says, Why? Because an Evid Katan, even after Miyayish, it's still, he's still considered a full slave. I mean, the point is, you see from Rebbe, and Rabbi Shumalevi quotes Rebbe, that when you're Mafker or Miyayish and Evid, He's no longer in it. He's no longer a slave regarding the financial part. He's only a slave regarding the iser part, and that's compared to a woman. That doesn't apply to a child because a child, when you're miyayish or mafker a child, he still is financially connected to you. He's still financially a slave because he wasn't able to acquire himself. So too, when when Abishol said, going back to, this is how we would infer that Rabbi Shmuel would paskin like Abishol. So too over here, when. That Abishol holds that I'll, I'll read you the way article describes it. When Rebbe ruled that an owner of a slave has no remedy to marry without receiving a document of emancipation, he referred to an adult slave. An ownerless minorless slave who remains a slave even monetarily has a remedy for he may marry a slave woman. This follows Abishol, who maintains that a minor slave who is declared ownerless is still classified as a slave. Meaning this distinction between basically Abishol's shita is that when your maf, when a ger dies, so it's like a form of hefker. It only releases the adult slaves. It doesn't relieve the minor slaves because the minor slaves are still considered connected to the uh, in both in both forms, both in Isser and finance. That kind of worked with what Rebbe is saying is that Rebbe is comparing it to a woman. Now, a woman only has one relationship, right? That's basically the point. You're, if you're comparing it, Abishol makes a distinction between adult slaves and minor slaves when it comes to Hefker. Hefker works by adult slaves, not minor slaves. Because adult slaves, the second you mafka them, the financially they're gone. And then you need a document to release the rest. But there's a distinction between adult and, and minor. That works with this teaching of Rebbe, because Rebbe is saying that we compare slaves to women. Now, women by a divorce document, there's only one relationship that's being removed, and that's Isser, not money. So, too, it only applies to an Evid that has one relationship, which is an adult, not a Katan, because a Katan, adult is able to acquire himself when you're after him. So, therefore, the financial part goes away naturally. The only thing you have left is the Isser, so that, therefore, it's comparable to a woman. But it would not comparable to a child below Bar Mitzvah because he has both elements. He has Mamon and Isser, and that's a proof that uh, Rav Yishuv Levi holds. So he was asking, when you said that Rav Yishuv Levi passes like Abishol, did you figure it out from this year? So Amr what's the problem with figuring it out from this year without hearing it out, right? Because I'll tell you why it's not so great. You're saying that this is a source that we've passed like Abishol 
to make a distinction between adults and children because you're comparing it to a woman by divorce documents and by a woman there's only one thing which is an iser so too these halachas only apply to an adult slave which only has an iser the truth is if you're going to compare it to a woman a get applies to both an adult woman and a child woman yes if you're going to compare if you're going to analyze how many relationships that woman has is it mom and her iser she only has iser which applies to adult slaves but if you're going to look at it just on a, on a larger scale are women able to get divorced as katanim? Yes. Are they able to get divorced as adults? Yes. It applies to both. So too, it should apply to both slaves. The Gemara says, Adar Abba, doik mina leidach gisa. You can figure out the opposite. Ma'isha ben gedoyla ben katana, afa nami ben gadol ben kata. Amrili, so therefore he was asking, did you figure it out from the shir, because it's a little misleading, or did you hear beferish? Amrili beferish amiloch. I heard a beferish. Rechi barabba, amr avi yechanon, ein halacha kabashol. This is a different version. That this version is that Rav Yishuv Levi says, uh, um, Rav Yochanan says, "Ein halacha kabashol." So he said, "This is the version where it's not like Abishol." So he said, "Did you hear him say it's not like Abishol, or did you figure it out?" So how would you figure it out? It's the same gemara. They asked Rav Yishuv Levi, Rav Yochanan quoted Rav Yishuv Levi, who quoted Rebbe, that they told Rebbe that I forgot I, I was miyayish from my slave. You need to give a divorce document. Because he compares a slave to a woman. Just like a woman has a divorce document, so too an Evan needs a document to sever all of the relationships. And you could deduce like a slave, just like, just like a woman, the, a, a get applies both by a gadol and a katana, so too, the 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 severing of a of a slave applies both by a gadol and a katan. There's no distinction, and this is not like Abishol who makes a distinction between adult slaves and katana. So he was asking, did you hear beferish or did you figure it out? Now, what would be the problem if you figured it out? The Gemara says, the, the reason why it wouldn't be so great is because then you could go with the first shot that we had that maybe the comparison from a slave to a woman is not that a woman has a get both by a gadol and a katan and so to a slave there's no distinction between the gadol and katan Adarabba, a get only applies to one relationship of a woman that's Issa because she doesn't have financial that only applies to gadolim not katanim so there is a distinction therefore I heard a that we do not pass on like Abishol Amr Mar, Amr Lehem, Amr Ani, Ain Loi Takan El Bishtar. Oh, it's tough, tough. So, just to finish up the last little bit, we quoted before that Amr Lehem, Amr Ani. This is uh, Rav Yehuda. The Rav Yehuda Anasi said, Amr Ani, Ain Loi Takan El Bishtar. That, again, someone told Ravi that my slave left and I'm Yayish ever going back so he says you have to give him a, a, an emancipation document but Tanya wait a minute you're telling me that you need to be give him an emancipation document the Hefker is not enough but Tanya Rebbe Oymer Rebbe says Oymer Ani Afu Noisin Demi Atzav Yoytza Neish Kamechaloi Rebbe said in the case where a person is Magdish as Evid and gives over the rights of sale to the the treasurer of the Beis HaMikdash the slave can buy himself out Meaning, just by buying, giving cash, he could buy himself. So now Rebbe's telling me that you need a, an emancipation document to end it. Over here, ca- cash is enough. So which one is it? Is it cash or ishtar? So The answer is, either one. It's either kesef or ishtar. 
If you have Kesef, then Kesef completely finishes it. Kesef, if a slave buys himself out, he's completely free. Or you do a Shtar. This case where you're Mafker, it's in between. So that's why you need both. If you had just done Kesef, it would be enough. If you had just done Shtar, it's enough. Over here, the Ayish or Hefker, then you need a Shtar as well. But you see, according to Rebbe, it's either Kesef or Shtar, and the Kesef is the Gamri. So the Gemara is and Rebbe's opinion that a slave can be free just by monetary payment, completely free, without a document, that is lafuke the following Tana. The Tani of Shimonoim or Shimon of Akiva. Rav Akiva says, You might think that a slave gives money, he's completely released, like Rebbe said, no. Just like a document completely releases him. Tama Loimer. The Hefta Loi Nefdasa. Ira Kolaparsha Kulam Lilish Chavsha. Loimer Loch. Shtar Goimer. The Pasuk says, it describes living with a half slave, and it says, she was not officially released, meaning with a document. So you see that the only thing that completely releases a document, not Kesef. So Rebbe Kiva and Rebbe argue about whether a person, if a person gives Kesef, whether that completely severs it, or do you need Shtar as well? That Kesef is not enough. No, Kesef is enough. So the Gemara just ends off with the following story. They were standing at the entrance of a shul. Does Allah follow Rav Shimon or not? Meaning, does Kesef completely sever a, 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 an Evid's relationship or not? We do not pass like Rav Shimon. Kesef's enough. They say, no, we pass like Rav Shimon. That Kesef is not enough. So what's the what's the end of the story? Kiyasal Surah, when they went to Surah, they found they met Rav Chibaravan. Amalei, easy. Tell me now. What was the Maisa that they're arguing about whether we pass on the Shimon? It sounds like there was a Maisa behind it about whether Kesef's enough. There was a certain slave woman whose master was deathly ill and she did not want to go as inheritance. She wanted to be free. So I said, She came crying before the slave, the, the master who's dying. And Amrlei at Amas Tishtabe Vitezel Yitisa. I don't want to. I don't want to go to your kids. Just please free me before you die. So Shakul Kumte Shadla. He took his hat and he threw it to her. Now, Amrlei Zil Kani Vikani Nafshach. He said, Pick up the hat and acquire that and go free. That's called Kinyan Chalipin. Now, Kinyan Chalipin is very similar to Kinyan Kasev. So if Kinin Kesef is enough to free her, Kinin Chalipin should also be enough. Also, the Kamidar of Nachman, they came in front of Nachman, Amr Leilayasavlikum, not good enough. Why? Seemingly because Kinin Chalipin's not enough, because Kinin Kesef's not enough. So you see, we paskin like Rav Shimon, that Kesef is not enough. The answer is, Man, the Savar, Mishum Dalach, Rav Shimon. The one witnessing this whole thing thought Rav Nachman was paskin like Rav Shimon. That Kesef's not enough, and therefore Chalipin's not enough. Veloyi, it's not true. Mishum Dalach, Kalev Shalmakna. The reason why it wasn't enough, Kesef is enough, and Chalipin's also enough. So why does it not work? The answer is, for Kinin Chalipin to be accomplished, she would have to give him his hat. The fact that he gave her his hat, it was the wrong Caleb. You have to have the Caleb of the Kaina. The, the one that's acquiring has to give the give the article. right? You give a pen, a yarmulke. Who's yarmulke? It has to be the woman, Caleb Shilkaina. The woman who's acquiring herself has to give it. The fact that he gave the hat, that was the problem. It's not that Kesef's not enough, and Chalipin's not enough. Both are enough. The problem is the Chalipin was not done well. Amrav Shmuel Bar Ichta, Amrav Hamnuna Saba, Amrav Yisri Bar Oishian, Amrav Huna, Amrav Hamnuna, Halachik Rav Shimon, Veloihi, and Halachik Rav Shimon. There's an argument at how we paskin. I will stop here.